0: So, oh, Anna, today, let's talk about restlessness and okay. how it can be seen.
1: That's a good, that's a good topic.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, restlessness is uh, just another word for fidgeting or extraneous movements of the body that we pick up as habits in childhood. They are uh, deeply, deeply wired into the brain in the sense that once those behaviors go into motion, they're very, very easy to get set off again. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: There's also the issue that's really going on is, is that you begin to see something now anew that has been going on for a long time that because of your dhamma practice you're not suddenly fidgeting now you are slowly seeing the fidgeting that's been there all along so this is where we again want to congratulate ourselves for being able to see this fidgeting to see these movements that we make because actually if you think about it this is something that is easier to control then a lot of mental stuff that it's gone but with the hands we can begin to see the movements of the hands and we can start to intentionally settle them down and we can do that from time to time just by paying attention to it but we always do it in the sense of aha i see you mara or aha i see you Rather than with the thoughts of, oh, there it goes again. Oh, I was going to stop that.
1: Yes, okay. uh, it's almost like my mom used to just hit me on my ha- my hands just so I could like pay attention. And it would even get worse. <laughs> it would just Precisely spark even more. So.
0: <laughs> exactly. That in fact, <laughs> if the source of the edge adj- uh, of the hand movement is in fact an internal restlessness or an agitation that is in the mind body complex then mommy slapping the child's hand is going to create more anxiety not less
1: yeah <laughs> it's so obvious it and is so
0: obvious isn't it right i mean it's just uh, uh, absolute physics cause and effect relationships yeah. But mom doesn't respond to things out of logic or relationships. She responds out of habit. So your mom reacted to your fidgeting with her fidgeting in the form of slapping you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But it's just a reaction. And that means that that can be passed down from generation to the next to the next. Both the fidgeting and the slapping of the hand of the child that fidgets.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So that then your mom, she may not slap her hand physically, but she will slap her mind or the hand in the mind when she does things that she has been told that she's not supposed to do. Just like you're thinking about fidgeting now that you're seeing it and remembering that that's how your mom responded to it was by Mm -hmm. hitting you. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm
0: all right what you can do instead is learn to nurture or stroke or um, uh, set everything is okay everything is fine and that we can do that in a number of ways that in fact you're far enough along with your practice already that we can begin to introduce this whole new concept of really beginning to throughout the day remember to pay attention to what the body is doing. Now that's kind of easy to do when we're sitting in meditation because Mm -hmm. the body's not doing a whole lot of anything other than maybe breathing. Mm -hmm. But when we're out, out in the day, the body is doing a whole lot of stuff and one of the things that your body is doing besides a whole lot of stuff is and fidgeting.
1: Yeah, it's just so automatic too. <laughs> I, I don't notice the moment it, I go into this this naughty habit.
0: Okay. Well, do that again. Show me what you're talking about again. I see you doing Yeah. S-
1: it's just picking picking at like the tip of the the nail or like literally ripping me- off the whole <laughs> the whole skin if it's
0: Okay. So one of the things that you can do then with your hands is instead of using the fingertips on the fingertips, use more of the hand, more of the fingers in the sense of using the whole fingers and nourish each other, nourish your hands. Mm -hmm. That you are picking, each hand is picking on the other hand the way that you pick on your mind. It's the same stuff and that you're using your fingertips to pick on the hands,
1: mm-hmm. we need
0: to, to get full body in there in the sense of nurturing, right? The way that you're doing it now is to start nurturing your hands, but you mm-hmm. can do it. Look at also that you've got your fingertips up. Okay, flatten that out. Become aware that you're not going to be touching your hands with your fingertips anymore, that you're going to broaden it out and use your whole hand like this. So that you can do it this way.
1: Okay, so by uh, by increasing the 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 space, I increase what? How does it work? Is it just well, because- the number
0: one thing that works is is that you're remembering to pay attention to your hands.
1: Uh-huh.
0: By doing so, you become more into sensory awareness in the here now. So we're talking about instead of using your hands as as absent-minded tools that are behaving the way that they're doing in the past or in a habit, now you're consciously using your hands in being here now and intentionally using your hands to nurture your body.
1: Okay, so the point of of this is not to quit the habit, but just... Move it to more pleasant.
0: Yes, out of the unwholesome uh, movements of the hands and start making the hand movements wholesome, nurturing, caring. And also, if you're watching the uh, what I'm doing with my hands here, is that I'm actually experiencing touch tactile.
1: Yeah,
0: that the mind is not on the outside of the hand doing what the hand is doing the mind is on the inside of the hand feeling the sensations that the hand is feeling so you go inside the finger you go in your mind inside the hands Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and and feel the touch Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. getting getting familiar with the touch sensation how nice it feels for your hands to caress one another
1: Okay, this is a completely different approach to changing what's called an unwholesome habit. Like first, I thought it was very shameful to even talk about it. Then to to notice, even more shameful, and then quitting was completely impossible. (laughs) And now it's just a hundred. To make it,
0: to make it. uh, See, we're not changing. Yeah. That your hands are doing something, we're bringing mindfulness into it and beginning to control that behavior.
1: Yeah. Oh wow. That's wow. That's another. That's another horizon right there.
0: So try this: allow (laughs) your hands to just love one another. To get that (laughs) feeling, they feel so. I mean, the the sense of touch is so marvelous.
1: Oh yes, yeah, I I adore touching everything. Like it's, I'm very tactile. But I know,
0: ha- but now you have to add this extra layer of being tactile, very consciously. Yeah. Oh. to be wow. very, very touchy feely. Yeah. Rather than <laughs> nitty picky.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I almost was trying to analyze myself and like, what am I really picking at, like picking at myself, meaning, and then we I was We
0: may not even need to take that metaphor all the way, that some metaphors just don't work too much, okay, or yeah. so well. But rather that understand that you have consciously or unconsciously developed a habit of hand movements. Uh uh and now what we need to do is to bring those movements into conscious awareness so you're consciously one of the things that you can do is consciously bring the fingers together into a locked posture like this Mm -hmm. and then allow the fingers to touch each other and especially the thumbs you can actually Uh call this twiddling the thumbs but you're not just randomly twiddling your thumbs but rather each thumb is experiencing of the other thumb as the touch rolls around that the thumbs are actually in a duet loving Mm -hmm. one another really experiencing the touch of one another Another thing that you can do is like rub the palms like this or just rub the fingertips, just rubbing the fingertips like this back and forth together, nourishing Mm -hmm. each other, bringing about a full awareness of that tactile sensations of the hands.
1: Yeah, that feels much better than me closing down and just trying to... (laughs) Uh This. Oh, and wow. not
0: only notice that while you're doing that intentionally with the hands, you're actually refocusing the mind out of the nitpicking of the hands and the nitpicking of the mind. You're now nourishing the hands. And by doing so, you're nourishing the mind also.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, oh, absolutely. It works both ways. I agree. It
0: does, doesn't it? Yes. This This is why in the teaching of the Buddha, we have the entire Satipatthana, that there are deep connections between the body and the feelings and the mind. And you're experiencing that right now just by making this. This is why I'm doing it with you rather than just sitting here and saying, feel your hands. I'm actually doing it with you so that you can experience what I'm talking about. Uh You can see me doing it and you can say, yeah, that feels really good, doesn't it? Wow, that feels so nice, you know. And so you can basically very softly give your hands a a, a massage. Uh Uh A massage, a sensation that really wakes up the fingers, wakes up the hands, makes your hands feel tingly and alive. Uh That you've got a lot of awareness in your hands and with that, the hands begin to warm up because the blood flow is opening up through the mind. By thinking mm-hmm. about the hands and feeling the hands and putting all your sensory touch into the hands, notice now that your hands are actually one or two degrees warmer than they were just three or four minutes ago.
1: Um, yeah, they definitely expel a lot of heat.
0: Isn't that amazing?
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, but they become
0: warm. They really respond with warmth. To where when you're doing all of that nitpicky, they're cold. Now your hands it's, are warming up.
1: I always thought I had some kind of blood circulation problem because my limbs would would always be cold. For some reason, especially in the winter. Now
0: you know how to warm them up. You're doing it right in front of yourself. I mean, you can see this. It works right here. Just, yeah, just love those hands and feel them and experiencing them. And the circulation starts to improve right then and there.
1: It's just more simpler, (laughs) more simple um, than I thought it should be. (laughs) This is so strange
0: well you have to keep doing it you can't just say oh what a marvelous thing i'm glad he told me that and then you forget all about it yeah
1: yeah yeah. No. Yeah. now i
0: have. now okay. we have to practice now we have something to practice
1: okay. and you can
0: practice this anywhere you can practice it at the table you can practice it on the uh, uh the bus you can practice it uh, while you're watching television, you can do this any time. Just all you have to do is remember to nurture and allow the hands to nurture one another.
1: Uh, another thing is uh, when I'm doing this, uh, the thought comes in as, oh, what others are going to, what others are going to think? <laughs> is, am I attracting too much attention? And then again, again. <laughs> well, you're
0: yourself. already attracting whatever intention by picking on your hands. <laughs> Maybe you're yeah. teaching other people to pick on their hands, too. Now you're rubbing your hands softly, gently, and with great compassion and love. Maybe they'll start picking up on that and doing that also. <laughs> Which is much more wholesome than picking on your nails, picking on your cuticles, picking on this and that. Is it just I enjoy the fact that you've got marvel. I mean, these hands are marvelous toys to play with.
1: That's very and true. And you can
0: play with them anytime you can remember to play with them. This is also a nice exercise is to rub the fingers in between uh, the fingers like that because that's the place that you don't have a lot of sensation much.
1: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. And so really get a feel, that touch in there. All yeah. of these hand movements, by the way, the, the movement of the hand is actually an important part. It fits right in with the Buddha's teachings in many places. Okay, one of them is uh, the hands are an integral part of the body. And step three of Anapanasati is understanding and getting familiar with the body. And people don't think about oh that means that I can actually play with my hands and and feel the touch and the contact. Oh wow, I mean one of the pleasures that we have is giving ourselves a bath. Mm-hmm. Because we use soap, and but the main thing is, is that we're touching ourselves all over. Then we put our clothes on, and all of a sudden we're not supposed to touch ourselves.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and so the only time we can really experience a great joy with touching the body is by being in a bath. No, you can actually now you can have permission. No, you can actually experience the feel of the touch and getting and get really familiar with the body. <clears throat>
1: I will never stop exploring now (laughs) my own body.
0: (laughs) What a nice gift the human body is. And each one of us has our own personal toy, our own personal copy to play with. And yet we're never taught that. We're never taught how marvelous the human body is. We have to kind of figure that out, or maybe a, a wise old teacher will begin to mention that. We can see it, that this is part of the teaching of the Buddha. Now, in another sutta, in the Satipatthana sutta, it's talking about the developing the mindfulness in the body movements, in the sense of reaching, stretching, grasping, picking up, setting down,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: doing things like that. So when you're actually using the hands, like when you pick up something, Pick it up with the understanding of the tactile sensation of it. Like, example, when I pick up the cup, notice that I've got three fingers, four fingers, and a thumb on it. All right, how do we pick something up? When you touch something, what's the last thing that you touch? Was it this finger or was it the little finger was the last thing that you touched? What was the last thing that you touched when you set it down?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You see, one of the things that we do is we live our lives absentmindedly. Have you ever lost your keys?
1: Oh, yeah, multiple times, in the phone, in the wallet. And-
0: right. You know why? Is because you're thinking of something, and you set it down without remembering, right? Yeah. So we're actually, with mindfulness, we're going to set things down. And when we set things down with mindfulness and remembering, then we remember where we put it
1: yeah yeah
0: it okay makes... so this is this is mindfulness training is to use your hand to train mindfully that when yeah. you pick something up remember that you're picking this up that you've got it in your hand when you set something down remember that you're setting it down remember where it's being set and you can also have the thought is is that this is this a wholesome place or is this the correct place to put this Or should I put it someplace else? Mm -hmm. Or should I just throw it down because I don't want it right now? That this is, in fact, a way of learning to organize your life is by organizing through your hands. And the way that we organize with our hands, we can organize the mind. And when we got everything in place, we can find things easily. And when our mind is a mess and, and our hands then scatter things in a messy way, then it's hard to find things sometimes.
1: Mm. yeah and also I would say it takes more energy to notice everything maybe we kind of like use this energy safe mode to go through the day thinking we need to do more
0: Ah, that's correct that in Mm -hmm. fact this is something that we can talk about that the human brain is in various pieces and functions and that the very very oldest most primitive part of the brain is also the most efficient Mm -hmm. it's also the part that stays in operation all the time to where Mm -hmm. the frontal cortex the new part of the brain uses the most energy and so we go around not using that so much the wise part of the brain is actually like a supercomputer and it's a big hog for power for energy Mm-hmm. To where the uh, the laptop, the uh, anterior cortex is quite efficient,
1: mm-hmm. and so
0: it can stay alert and awake and operating, so that it can keep us breathing all night and keep the heart pumping and that kind of stuff. That's what it does, but that's also the part of the brain that manipulates the hands.
1: Mhm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so we need to make a connection now between the the body. And the, uh, the frontal cortex of the mind through the anterior cortex. In other words, we begin to pay attention to what our hands are doing. That takes more work than just letting the hands do whatever is there, right? Yes. It does take right effort. That's why the Buddha put right effort on the Eightfold Noble Path. It does take effort to wake up.
1: So we intentionally using prefrontal cortex to trace the movement, to see the movements, to follow we the see. movements? And mm-hmm.
0: to really experience what the hand mm-hmm. is doing rather than letting the hand be on automatic pilot. And we're not paying much attention to the sensations, the feel, of the touch, or anything that we're doing. Because either the frontal cortex is either off doing something else or, or off doing not much at all. While the Mm -hmm. ordinary part of the mind, the the anterior cortex, or what we call also the reptilian part of the mind, just fidgets away.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah.
0: Or uh, yabbers away when it comes to thoughts. But when we bring that frontal cortex into play, when we bring that awareness, when we sati, when we wake up and really start paying attention to what's going on, that takes a higher mind. Mm-hmm. It does take more energy. That's just one of the reasons why we want to do some breathing now, is so we can get enough effort or get enough energy, to get the blood mix right, so that we can put some effort in here, put some skin in this game, and figure out what's really going on in there, which means taking control of the hands,
1: mm-hmm.
0: taking control of the breathing, taking control rather than letting it go off on automatic pilot. An example of that would be a big airliner, a 747, has Mm -hmm. an automatic pilot. And when he's on automatic pilot, then then the captain himself can either take a nap, he can snooze, he can go talk to the stewardess, he can sit down in the chair, he can do a lot of stuff. But when he takes the plane off of automatic pilot, now guess what, he's got to fly the whole thing. The automatic pilot will keep the the plane stable. It'll keep it at the right altitude, at the right um, uh, heading, at the right pitch, at the right yaw. All of that stuff. That when the pilot takes it off the automatic pilot, now he's got to do all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so when the pilot wakes up, he's got to he's got to be fit for work. This is yeah. what we are like in in meditation, that when we really wake up, now we're going to become the boss of this. So we develop a skill of right effort. Right effort's a skill. And when we get right effort as a skill, it becomes energetic. We automatically take a deep breath. We automatically begin to pay attention to what the hands are doing.
1: I almost... <laughs> okay, but two, two points. So... I can compare it to um, uh, quitting driving for a while and then sitting back at the wheel and how different it feels, how much more attention you have to f- you have to pay attention while you're driving. Uh, because before that, uh, it was all automatic. It was all mm-hmm. like already programmed. Now, the second thing I wanted to say is, um, in fact, when I started l- uh, paying more attention and taking breaths in, I would get, I would compare it to almost uh, working out. I would not need to work out and still be in that same level of tiredness, I think. Or so there was something different with the body for sure.
0: Yes, well, here's the thing. When people work out, they breathe better. Yeah. So yeah. when they feel better after the workout, Why? Was it because they exercised or because while they were exercising, they also were breathing?
1: I always thought it's all about...
0: The exercise, where in fact it might be more than just exercise, it might also be breathing.
1: So it's okay to go for a walk and just do mindful breathing instead of like sweating away?
0: (laughs) Yes. The only (laughs) exercise that Buddha ever got was by walking.
1: This is is so funny. I thought I was lazy. (laughs) But now it's like a permission to take it easy. And take it easy,
0: exactly. The people who call you lazy, they want to exploit you. They want something out of the fruits of your labor. The society wants everybody to work and work and work hard so so certain members of society can gain benefit. The priest wants everybody in the whole farming community to farm so he can eat.
1: Yeah. (laughs) That makes sense.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So our society is an exploitive society and we don't give people much permission just to hang about. you got to have very, very special reasons to be able to hang about. One of them is... Uh, some sort of illness or maybe quadriplegic or something like that, but still even a uh, paraplegic has to work. That's the way that, that our society is built up. Mm-hmm. That, there's a, that perhaps the closest thing that we can allow would be uh, people who are, for instance, crazy and their work is worth nothing. Or the other one is is that these are holy people and they shouldn't have to work because they're holy or something okay and so priests and rabbis and Buddhist monks and all of that they don't have to work so maybe a good reason to become a monk or a nun is just so you don't have to work it's an easy way out (laughs) yeah (laughs) so we're supposed to do this and we're supposed to do that and you hear that society there's just all kinds of things that our society has told us that are really not true at all. And there's a whole lot of derogatory language that they use that are, in fact, admirable things. Mm -hmm. Like lazy. I can't think of a better term. I mean, please call me lazy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But, but for example, if I miss out on my workout, I automatically feel like I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough
0: but okay
1: exactly
0: uh-huh when you miss out on something well that there's that whole quantity of missing out you see you used a particular word you didn't say i when i don't work out
1: mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. i feel bad what did you say instead
1: oh, i don't I'm want to right.
0: miss out
1: out yeah because Every day you need to perfect yourself and and <laughs> become better because,
0: because you're not good enough.
1: Yes, yeah.
0: Well, what happens when you get good enough? Then what are you going to do? How much working out are you going to do when you get good enough?
1: It's never.
0: How much makeup are you stop. going to buy if you get pretty enough?
1: Just never. It doesn't stop. <laughs>
0: that's right that's the society the word is more and what i'm giving you permission is to start using the word enough just enough you see in fact this picking is is getting more making the fingers better improving yeah. them
1: yeah, yeah, And this
0: is wow isn't this nice This is enough This is good right by itself So changing out of the mentality Of more more and more Which is the mentality of the loser The mentality yeah. of the victim The one who doesn't have enough And needs more and more and more Even very very rich people Want more and more and more Why is that Because even though they're very rich They still feel like a victim And they don't have enough
1: mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: So it's not about the money. The money is not really not the money. It's not the money is the issue. The issue is the mentality. Do you feel like you've got enough?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can see it, but when it comes to it, I there's there's a there's definitely fear.
0: Uh Uh-huh, okay, so this is how we do that. First off, that you understand this intellectually. You and I have talked about it. You can see it, at least on the surface. But Mm -hmm. now it's going to take sati so that every time that comes up, you can say, aha, I see that. Uh Aha, I can see it. Because every time you see it, you have a chance of changing it right then and there. Mm -hmm. That's the way of practicing, rather than, oh, poor me, this will take me forever to get rid of that stuff. no. You only have to remember right now to do it. All I have to do, I don't have to remember to never pick my fingers again. All I have to do is to remember right now I can enjoy rubbing them together.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Right now I can enjoy rubbing them together. And guess what? While I'm rubbing them together, not only is that delightful by itself, but also they're not picking on each other.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. themselves (laughs)
0: by themselves which is the habit
1: yeah
0: and the habit means that the same action over and over and over again or reaction so what you do when you as you're reacting to your restlessness is with picking with your fingers now Hmm. you're going to respond to the restlessness by putting that restlessness into the sensation of the fingers and allow that touch so that you really put your mind on it. And guess what? As the hands warm up, the heart slows down a bit that you actually become more comfortable on the inside. You're not so rushed. There's not so much restlessness on the inside simply because you've changed your awareness from the thoughts that were making you feel restless into actual mind moments of feeling the sensation of your hands
1: yeah funny you mentioned this well it's not funny it's obvious but like every time i would go into a picking habit when i notice it with my mind i would notice my heart pumping as well sorry my nephew is so loud here
0: i've got no problem Never mind him. He's okay. Wink at him, smile at him. He just wants your attention.
1: Be his friend. (laughs) (laughs) He just wants to be seen. (laughs) Um, So, yes. So, I would notice that my heart has been pumping for a while already. And it's like uh, the blood. I can feel the blood rushing in it. Like how hard it works. And and then, and then I would take a breath, and I'm like, what's wrong with me? <laughs> what is going on? Uh-huh. What
0: is, what well, what's it? wrong with me is just yet another unwholesome thought.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. <'Cause> there's <laughs>
0: nothing wrong with you. Instead, yeah. the thought could be, oh, there it goes again. Yeah, look at the heartbeat. Let's yeah. take a deep breath and enjoy this moment, and start to rub your hands and let the hands sort of, use this in fact this is a very very good meditation for you is to get right into the experience of the feelings of the hands and the fingers rub them around let each hand know the other one in great detail Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and do it slowly and easily and it just feels so good and notice that they begin to warm up again as well as the heart starts to settle down and everything's okay
1: So meditation is not only about sitting down, it's just bringing attention to whatever you're doing.
0: Precisely, precisely so. This is what we mean by investigation or bring the mind into it. really look at what's going on and we have to remember to do that, to really investigate. In a way, what we're doing is we're investigating the touch of the fingers. And it's marvelous to do that investigation. that that what a child does with his toys is he's investigating. Even when the little girl pulls the head of her doll off, she's just investigating.
1: I wonder what happens. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, so that continuing investigation, putting the mind to work, taking, observing, feeling the body experiencing the body and all of this by the way is more and more and more done in the here now yeah that you're aware of this present moment you're here you can feel the body
1: well that's almost an easier way to be in the moment because you don't need to 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 make it it's funny so with the thoughts in order to be in the present moment I have to stop and then, and, and then look around. But with this, it's almost it just kind of, there's a flow into it. You just go in. You don't mm-hmm. have to stop. That's my point. Like, you, you don't quit one motion and go into another. It's like,
0: what? Well, it is when, in a way, because when you're doing that with your fingers and then stop yeah. doing that and you start doing this, that's yeah. so sim- simple. But you're thinking that, When you do that with the mind, it's even more work. But the fact is is it's actually easier to do it in the mind than it actually is with the hands.
1: Body, really? I don't know. I feel like it's the other way around. Because it's almost already... Practice
0: with the hands, and then you'll begin to see that you can do that with the mind too. You don't have to picky, picky, picky. You can nurture, nurture, nurture instead.
1: Yeah, because with the body, it's physical, and it's obvious. You're in already here. You can see it in the mind. You can let it go for a while before mm-hmm. you notice it. Maybe that's what I mean. Um, yeah, but I'll definitely practice now.
0: Oh, that's great.
1: Probably,
0: well, now, yeah. here's a way we can also think about it or, or talk about it, and that is um, the distinction between uh, what we normally think of as Western fighting or Western boxing versus Asian martial arts. Mm-hmm. In Asian martial arts, it seems to be all body training, except that Asian martial arts are all known that it's actually a mental training, not a body training.
1: Correct. Yeah, it's all about mind and mind. Well,
0: angle. this is exactly when we're, when we're playing with our hands like this, that's a kind of a martial art that you're learning to train the mind by training it by training the hands.
1: I feel like, I, I feel like I'm such a child. I'm just learning to walk right now. <laughs> In this moment, like, this is so basic.
0: Welcome to childhood. welcome to childhood
1: childhood by now i'm 35 after all (laughs) i'm still learning to walk
0: well i was 35 once i didn't like it a bit Three-year-old is a whole lot better, and you can do that even when you're 75. (laughs) (laughs) This is the thought about discovery. Allow it to be a new discovery. Everything is fascinating, and so yes, this is very, very childlike to begin to see this, 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 this connection that you grew up to the age of 35 and you didn't really understand what martial arts was all about. It's a physical training that trains the mind. You cannot train the body without training the mind. It really is a mental training. Just like breathing, you cannot breathe deeply and call that a physical training. It's a mental training. Because you have to remember to take a deep breath.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so interconnected. (laughs) It's so intrinsic.
0: Uh Uh-huh. And so use the hands as your meditation object. You can do that.
1: Yeah, it's much simpler than sitting down and quieting my mind.
0: Well, by doing this, you are quieting the mind, though, except that (laughs) it is a whole lot easier to do it this way.
1: That's my point, that I never knew that. <laughs> I did That's so, so easy. And instead I was, you know, <laughs> making uh-huh. myself sit and
0: breathe. Well, the same thing can be said about the breath. Yeah, that we yeah. Use the breath and think about the breath, and that helps settle the mind down. But we can do it with the hands also. But we use the body to settle the mind. We use the body to train the mind. By training the body and training the mind, we can learn to train the feelings. In the sense that, in fact, we can see that right here, that as I'm playing with the hands, as I'm massaging the hands, as I'm getting really in touch with the details and the tracking and all of this with the hands, and I'm paying attention to that, I'm not so much restless as I was when I was doing this. And am actually oh, yeah. feeling better. Mm-hmm. By I training feel... the mind and working with the hands, we actually began to train the feelings, which is the whole object of this, is to feel the way you want to feel.
1: Stuff, yeah, you, you, you just hit it on the nail on the head. Uh, before we started the conversation, I, uh, I was talking about myself, how the practice is going and everything, and I felt nervous now where, <laughs> that i've been <laughs> caressing my own hands for a while i don't feel this at all and i have uh-huh. by caressing
0: key. the hands you're also caressing the mind and by caressing the mind and the hands you don't feel nearly as agitated as you did at the first oh. class. i see yeah. students go through that transformation often
1: yeah it happens
0: right here on the screen often. And all you did was tell me about doing this. And we've done all of this for 45 minutes just all because of the starting of of that. And now you're not doing it anymore. Now you're doing <laughs> this when you remember.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. That's a completely new tool for me. A new discovery. Excellent.
0: Oh and to think you've had those hands there all along
1: i know <laughs> right <in> front of- <laughs> At some pl- sometimes i walk around looking under my feet instead of right in front of me and mm. and that's what it was i was looking inside more than what's in front of me and yeah <laughs> so This is
0: fabulous. Thank you very much. I I, I really enjoy talking this way. This is great. So you go play with your hands and enjoy your moment and recognize how at ease and at peace you feel when you're nurturing yourself.
1: Yes, yes. Oh, yeah, I'll go practice now. (laughs) Thank you again.
0: (laughs) Excellent, Anna. See you later.
1: See you later. Yeah, have a good day. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.